Um, but they also talked about the voice technology is not just changing the experience inside uh, our clinics, but as you said, in our homes. And in your book, you talk about the future of diagnostics and evidence-based medicine. Uh, explain this for us. How will it work? Yeah, this is really fascinating to me. This is uh, an area that I think has a lot of potential. Um, and the best way to describe this, I think, is to think of digital photography, because people are familiar with photographs, right? People take photographs with their phone all the time. When you take a photograph, you, you get what's called metadata in your photograph, right? So you get, in addition to the actual image, you get things like, it'll record if you want it to, it'll record what camera you use, like the type of camera, the aperture setting, the shutter speed, whether you used a flash, your GPS coordinates. So there's all this data that's collected in addition to just the image. Well, when we speak, when we use our voice, Beyond just the words that we say, there's so much more data in our voices as well. The rate that you're speaking at, the, the frequency, the prosody, there's, there's hundreds if not thousands of different parameters that you could detect in the voice. And it kind of goes back to that example that I was saying with my son, right? How was school? It was great, or it was great. We, we as human beings, we can, we can hear that difference. But here's the thing. If we can hear the difference, we can train computers using artificial intelligence to hear the difference as well, uh, using these language models and, and, and data sets. And now if computers can be trained to hear the difference, that means that they can now start to uh, report on those differences. And so they can start to tell you if this person is feeling depressed or anxious, or potentially if there is some cognitive issue, Alzheimer's, um, Parkinson's, and there's even been some studies that show that the way somebody speaks is correlated with their risk of coronary artery disease. And more recently, over the past year, there's a study and there's actually an application out there that helps to determine if somebody has COVID based on the way they are speaking. Wow. And so you can imagine that if you have this technology in somebody's home and they just start talking to their, their device, their device potentially could start to alert them if there is some type of medical problem going on just by listening to the sound of the voice. So that's really interesting. Wow. What I love about it is I live my life. My mom is a nurse and I live in terms of like, it's better to prevent of going to the doctors than wait for going to the doctors. And that's what I'm doing right now when I'm getting older is like, make sure that I know my levels and hormones and all of that. So I don't wake up one day and have to go to the doctor to do this. And this make it so... Uh, possible for that, that more people can start preventing their health. And that saves a lot of time for the doctors also to spend their time on people that actually need the help. That's right. You can be your own doctor. And what I'm also interested in know then, uh, you and I live in two of the world's top ranked countries with most developed public health care systems, Canada and Sweden. So how accessible and revolutionizing do you believe the voice first era will be for the countries with less developed public care systems? Yeah, that's also a wonderful question. And I'm quite optimistic about that. And the reason is that the voice assistants are actually relatively inexpensive. And so that means that countries that aren't, uh, aren't as off aren't as well off financially as we are, um, they potentially will be able to access this technology 
through relatively inexpensive hardware. And then once they've got the hardware, you're able to tap into these technologies. So, um, and you know, and then I, you know, when it gets to the, the, the coverage of internet and, and 5G, um, you know, as this becomes more and more accessible, I think that's gonna have an impact on that as well. So time will tell, but I actually believe because the cost is relatively low, that it's, there's a lot of opportunities and possibilities there for some of the more developing countries.